It's my joy that we've got Jenia Grundy with us uh, this morning. Uh, Jenia is now an accredited Baptist minister um, as well, but she um, was, used to live and were, uh, in Cambridge as the wife of a minister in Cambridge um, and is now based down in London. So some of us will already know Jenia. Um, but one, there was a deliberate reason that we invited Jenia to come and speak to us this morning. Um, over the last year, uh, hopefully you've all been aware and noticed that we've been blessed with a huge range of different cultures and uh, being link, uh, represented within our church. And we thought we really want to celebrate that as part of our celebration service. So we wanted someone from a different culture, a different context to be able to come and speak to us. And this week, I um, came across some reflections from Wick, Rick Warren. Um, some of you might know he used to lead Saddleback Church over in the States, um, wrote a book called Purpose Driven Life that um, most churches have heard of um, around the world. And he was reflecting on the state of the church across the globe. Um, today, we've been celebrating that God is good. And sometimes, and understandably so, there's a lot of questions about the future of the church in the UK. Um, a lot of church congregations are declining um, and, are, uh, and there's a lot of people in the West that are saying, well, what's the future of the church here? And Rick Warren was reflecting upon this and said that actually the church around the world is not declining. Over the last year, over recent history, the, church, or the global population has been growing at about 1% a year. Um, but in some congregations or denominations around the world, the church is growing at 4% a year. Um, so across the world, the church is growing. But what is happening is that the church is shifting from the west to the rest. And particularly in the southern hemisphere, in places like Africa, India, um, in the Middle East, um, the church is really bloom, blossoming and growing. And uh, the quote that I uh, particularly struck me from Rick Warren was that he said this. On the end of his reflections, he said, it's time for us in the West to listen to the global South and to learn from them. And as a church, we want to be able to welcome our fellow brothers and sisters from wherever you are in the UK or around the world. It's great to be able to do that. But we also want to be able to partner together. That's one of the things we talk about a lot. Um, so, Jenia, we want to hear your voice this morning. Uh, Jenia's background is from Zimbabwe and Zambia. Uh, and uh, it's great to have her with us today. But also, can I just take this opportunity to say to our church family here, whether you are from England or whether you're from further afield, we're all in this together to build God's kingdom here. And we would love to have your voice as a part of our church feeding into that as well. So I'm going to stop preaching and I'm going to hand over to Jenia, who'll do, uh, who's going to come and share from God's word with us this morning. Um, but Jenia, you've come dressed to impress and uh, uh, it's lovely to have you with us. Let me just pray for you, Jenia, um, and then uh, I'll hand over to you. Lord God, we thank you for Jenia. Uh, we thank you for who she is. We thank you that she's made the effort and the time to be able to come and share with us this morning. We thank you for the way in which you've been at work in her life. And uh, we pray that as she comes to speak to us now, Lord, would you continue to uh, speak through her? May we have ears to hear the words that she has to say, uh, that we might all continue to be encouraged to know more of your goodness, more of your greatness and to work together to build your kingdom here, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. 
Good morning, church. Good morning. Am I live? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, my greetings from the church. Uh, I'd like to convey the greetings from the church in Ilford Cranbrook Baptist Church. They are also praying for us this morning. And before I start my service, I just want to say to Reverend Matt, thank you so much for allowing me to come and be with you this morning. It is a privilege and honor to share what the Lord has put in my heart. And besides that, uh, this church will always have a special place in my heart. Each time I came to preach here, I put a tick on my CV to say, this I have done. And when I went to the Ministerial Recognition Committee, I said, I've been preaching at Abri Baptist Church. So you are part of my journey, and I'm pleased to be here with you this morning. And our Bible reading is from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 40. Verses 1 to 8 and verses 25 to 31. It says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, cry out, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fed, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Amen? Amen. Yes, and I will go on to read uh, verse uh, 25 to 31. It says, To whom then will you liken me, or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatest of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is, is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak 
and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen to his word. New year, new beginnings. That is what we all say. And we are only 28 days into the new year. I joined a gym with my daughter. <laughs> Don't ask me much about this. I joined a gym with my daughter, and every day she comes home and says, Mom, the gym instructor was asking for you. <laughs> if you want to know more, see me after the service. I'll explain. <laughs> And today, again, it's a new era in the life of the church where we are celebrating national and cultural diversity. How beautiful and pleasing it, it is in the eyes of God to see his children gathered to worship him. It is with this background that my theme is I have a family, and I want to look at my family. I don't know whether you can see them, all of them, nine of them. I don't know whether I'm allowed to say they are my pride and joy. I love them. Two thousand and twenty-one, we all fell ill from COVID. All nine members critically ill. And I remember the paramedic saying to my eldest daughter who has uh, asthma, if I take her, she's not coming back. I felt numb. It was on the 13th of December on the day of my birthday. Six of us were in the same house. Two were in Ashdown, and my son-in-law had come from Zimbabwe and we had paid 1,500 for him to be kept in a hotel uh, for quarantine, and he caught COVID there. Four of the family members had medical underlying conditions. The situation was critical. I felt now. Thank you. And then, December last year, just before my birthday, a few days again, before my birthday, I fell in the house. They were doing some building work. Fell in the house, on the floor, crying for help. God is good. My husband was working in the church, but how he came at that moment to pick me up, 
I ended up in, in ANE with an injury. The 29th of December, my husband comes home and says, oh, we have a Zoom meeting, we have, we, which we both registered to attend. We listen to that meeting, and off he goes and says, I'll just pass through the GP and just have him check this pain which has been nibbling in my body. Oh, great. And then 10 minutes later, a phone call comes to say, can you come and collect the car keys at the GP? I'm being taken to a hospital. I'm waiting for an ambulance. Church, I was lost for words. I was weak. I could not even pray. How can I come and drive a car and I can't walk? I've got this foot in my boot, in, in, in a big boot. I can't even walk. Called Uber, quickly went to the um, GP surgery, saw the uh, doctor, paramedics. There we were in, uh, in the hospital. Again, the situation was not good, according to the doctors. But we serve a living God. We serve a living God. Amen. You might say, why is she boring us with all these, with her stories? What about the community where we live in? I tell you, when you hear what the healthcare workers are going through, my heart bleeds. To change a shift, they charge you 50 pounds. To just change a shift because you want to go and pick your baby, your child from school or from the baby minder, you have changed, it's minus 50 pounds on your salary. You work so many hours, you get 200 pounds a week. I don't know your situation, church. But today, I have a message for you, a message of hope. And my theme is, be a people of hope. And where we read this morning, the Israelites were in the same situation. But Isaiah brought them a message that gave them hope, deliverance, and restoration. They were in a situation where they lost hope as they were told that a nation was going to come and take them into captivity. I don't know what you are going through this morning. This message is for you, a message of encouragement. But what does this message teach us about people? Verse 6 reads, all people are like grass. And then in verse 7 it says, it says, surely the people are grass. Verse 6 says, all people are like grass. And when we read further, it says, surely the people are grass. 
We are frail. We are feeble. We are faint. We are mortal. And this is the common denominator that meets each one of us. Man is mortal. He is here today and he is not there tomorrow. He is like flowers. We are met with frailty. We are met with inadequacy. We are met with, we are feeble. We are faint. We are weak. You find the workmen when they, they are working, some take coffee, some take different drinks in order to get rid of the fatigue. I witnessed this when all nine of us were in that situation. And sometimes you might think that you have it all together and all it takes is a phone call, a letter through the door, a call from a boss office, then you discover that you don't have it all together. You are weak. It does not matter who you are. But I'm telling you, when you receive such messages, you do not know where to turn to. You do not feel like yourself anymore because you are weak. And in my moment of weakness, it is that time when I ask God so many questions. Where are you? Why me? God, why the same thing again? Where are my prayers going? It seems like they are just hitting the ceiling and coming back. They seem to be going nowhere. Is there anyone who has ever felt like this? Are we together, church? Is there anyone who has ever felt like this? Yeah. But for those who have not responded, maybe you need to teach me how to make them just go up like that. <laughs> I'm also reminded of the scripture in Mark 4, where the disciples experienced closer proximity with Christ, and they knew his strength. But when they were in a storm, they said, Lord, don't you care if we perish? They were in their moment of weakness. Are we together? My dear brothers and sisters, we are mortal. We are frail. We are feeble. We, are, we can grow weary and tired. We are weak. But the prophet Isaiah in verse 8 reminds us that, reminds us who God is. He says, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Amen, church. The word of God is infallible. My dear brothers and sisters, let us be a people of hope. Let us hold on to his word. This leads to our next section. What does the passage teach us about God? 
Reading from verses 28 to 29, it says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and he, his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. The word of God is permanent. The psalmist says, your word is forever settled in heaven. The word of God says what it is, who he is, it does not change. The word of God does not change even depending on culture. What he says, he will do. Because his word does not return to him void, void without accomplishing what he has sent it to accomplish. So God will keep what he has promised you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to, to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. To Israel, he promised them restoration, salvation, and hope. And it came to pass. So the same applies to us. Let us be a people of hope. Amen. The scripture has also shown us that God is eternal. I'm so glad he is eternal. Eternity speaks of time. God has always been God from the beginning to the end. That is why we call him the Alpha and Omega. And that is why Isaiah calls him the everlasting God. And I love it when um, Moses breaks up in a song in Psalm 90 and says, Before the mountains were born, oh, you brought forth the, the whole world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. When it speaks of eternity, he oversees all time. There is no moment in your life that takes God by surprise. That moment when my husband was rushed at the hospital on the 30th of December, it did not take him by surprise. God knew it before it even happened. We thank God that he is eternal. Isaiah speaks of God as the creator if eternity speaks of time, the creator speaks of space. Are we together? If eternity speaks of time, the creator speaks of space. There is no place where God is not in control. He is God everywhere and he is God anywhere. Amen, church. And being God creator, it speaks of God being omnipotent, all-powerful. The galaxies, he calls them by name. I know sometimes fathers feel good when they name their babies, but think of God. He calls all the galaxies and billions of them by name. God is our sustainer. He sustains all things by the power of his word. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. 
The God who holds the universe in position is the one who holds you when your ground feels like sinking sand. And I'm so glad that his powerful hand is beneath me and it's beneath you this morning. But hey, church, <laughs> the truth is negativity plays in our minds. And it even hits Christians who even pray 24-7. We live in a fallen world. And sometimes the enemy is waiting to devour us. And John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes to steal. Only to steal and kill and destroy. And Isaiah says, wait upon the Lord. Wait on the Lord. How does one wait upon the Lord? You need to acknowledge you are weak. Church, you need to acknowledge that. For me, it means acknowledging my weakness. Lord, I do not have it together. I am weak but you are strong. And sometimes the acknowledgement of weakness means you must come to the wider family for help. There have been times when I have been even weak to pray, especially when I lost my only brother that I had left. I had to rely on my friends to lift me up. Even the greatest apostles who saw the dead raised acknowledged, excuse me, their weaknesses. Apostle Paul says, I had a thorn in my flesh. Paul pledges with the Lord to remove the thorn in his flesh. And three times he did. But God said, my grace is enough for you. All I want is for us to stay connected, to stay in tune, wait upon the Lord. Again, acknowledge that he is strong. Therefore, I will boast more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me, church. And I want to finish by saying, have hope. Verse 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. We used to sing this um, uh, verse in our church back home. And it went like this. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not 
faint. Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. Yes, to wait. My dear brother or sister, I do not know what life has dealt you, but I'm here to encourage you to pick yourself up, exchange your weakness with his strength. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Trust in his strength, and he will put you through what you are going through. Trust him with all your heart. He is the living hope. As I conclude, my theme was based on today's celebration. Looking at far how the, looking at how far the, 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 the Lord has taken you from 2023 to 2024 into this new beautiful year and brought a new era in the life of the church where you are celebrating national and cultural diversity. And my theme was be a people of hope because man is like grass. Man is mortal, he is weak. But the word of God endures forever. He is an everlasting God who keeps his word. He is eternal, he is our creator, he is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He is the sustainer. You need to acknowledge your weakness. You need to acknowledge his strength and have hope that what he says he will do, he will do. And I do not know, once again, what you are going through. And I want to say that to you. His invitation is still open. He says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I'll give you rest. How is your heart's posture this morning? Come to me, all you are weary, and I'll give you rest. As I finish, be a people of hope, and God bless you all. Amen.